Good day, everyone, and welcome to New Matter, the SLAS podcast where we interview life science luminaries. Today, we are joined by Stephen Graves, CEO at Bennu Bio Inc. Bennu Bio was awarded the Ignite Award at the SLAS 2022 International Conference and Exhibition for the Best Startup Company. We are thrilled to have Steve join us to share more about Bennu Bio. So, welcome, Steve. Thank you, Hannah. So uh, to start right off, we're going to go with the SLAS challenge. So we're going to ask you to describe what Bennu Bio does in 10 words or less. <laughs> okay. So in 10 words or less, let me, let me gather my thoughts. We build high throughput flow cytometers slash particle analyzers to analyze any size sample that contains any size particle. And that's more than 10 words. <laughs> we'll let um, it slide this time. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool, though. Um, so first of all, congratulations on winning the SLAS Ignite Award. How do you feel about having your company selected as a winner? We're really excited about it. It's a very nice step for us, the recognition, particularly at the SLAS conference. It really feeds into one of our key markets, which is high throughput screening of 3D tissue models, which is something that we believe our instrument can do very, very well. And it really gave us a lot of good visibility and it's been very beneficial to us. Awesome. So I'd like to get a little bit of background on, on you, Steve. So what led you to be interested in science and how did you get to Bennu Bio? Well, early on, I was always an engineering sort from youth and through college. When I got to college, I did a variety of engineering in my undergrad and chose biomedical engineering sort of out of interest more than anything else. Did my graduate work at Penn State. And after I did my graduate work at Penn State, I went to Los Alamos National Laboratory at the National Flow Cytometry Resource. And really, all of this, you know, everything that I've been interested in since, you know, my late teen years has been solving technical problems. I mean, it's very pleasing to me to solve technical problems and have a great deal of interest in biological systems. And so the merging of essentially high throughput analytical and sorting devices for biological applications in general is you know, essentially, I enjoy doing it. So, yeah, yeah. can you tell us a little bit of how did you at Bennu Bio come to develop the VeloCite? Yeah, so the VeloCite is the culmination of a long-term project that started with my projects at Los Alamos National Lab and moved on to my work as a professor at the University of New Mexico. As part of the National Flow Cytometry Resource, we were part of an NIH-funded National Center for Research Resources dedicated to the advancement and improvement of flow cytometry for all sorts of applications. And so approximately 10 years ago, we started a research project in that group led by me where we were looking to create flow cytometers that could do large particles and also do very rare cells. And really because flow cytometers had reached essentially the physical limit of going faster in a single stream, we sought paths to actually create a highly parallel flow cytometer so that we could actually easily analyze multiple streams simultaneously. And simply very similar to making a parallel computer. Rather than making one processor faster, we chose to use more processors and divide up the problem. And that's particularly helpful for larger particles, which have to go very slow through a single stream hydrodynamic system. And 
one of the ways that we did that is we created an acoustic standing wave, a multi-node acoustic standing wave that allows us to create you know anywhere between two and 20 streams across a single flow cell to do parallel analysis. And because we use a line-focused laser and do solids, essentially uh, just dichroic beam splitting into the scientific camera that we use, it's a very robust and easy way to do highly parallel flow cytometry. So it makes it a very good commercial product because it's very robust for the customer use. And really the way that we, you know, as you, you know, in a national laboratory setting, what you're really trying to do is solve problems for the world's good. And one of the things that we always try to do is get all our technology out into the world in the commercial world, because that's where it can do the most good. Anything that's, you know, simply published, which is great to get a publication or only used in academic laboratories by a few people has less impact than a true commercial product. And so with that said, we wanted to commercialize it. And we've had success in getting some of our technology commercialized from the flow resource. We had done some earlier work on cylindrical acoustic focusing that resulted in the Attune NXT by Thermo Fisher, which is technology that came out of the Los Alamos National Labs. And then in this case, we wanted to go beyond that and make a highly parallel, high throughput system, which is why we went to the multi-node acoustics and created much of that in conjunction with my work down at UNM. And really, the commercialization became a natural when people started showing interest in the technology. And then we saw the commercial value of instrumentation and applications that this technology could solve. And so that was the next step. And so myself, Jim Fryer and Travis Woods formed a company to essentially continue the commercialization of this into the, what we would call the real world, which I guess all of it's the real world, but the commercial world. So, well, that's awesome. So, you know, traditional flow cytometry, as you said, you can only run a single stream at a time. I mean, this seems like a huge innovation being able to run parallel streams at once, what was, you know, the biggest challenge that you faced trying to develop this kind of technology? Uh, the biggest challenge, strangely enough, the acoustic standing wave works extremely well. And so really the biggest challenge has been doing all the information processing required to process the data from what's essentially a high throughput stream of digital frames into flow cytometry and now image data. And so that's taken a lot of new algorithm development. We've also had to optimize the optics a great deal to make sure that we get even responses across everything. And so with all that optimization, those are those are the biggest technical challenges. And you know, as in anything, I mean, the, I mean there's a number of challenges in just starting a, a new company and getting that underway. And so those challenges, I think, are pretty generic amongst biotech companies, building the business structure, getting sales, these sort of things. And those have also been significant challenges. I can't quite say which one is the biggest because they're all significant. That's so interesting because, you know, personally, I, you know, I'm not a flow cytometry expert by any means, but I would have thought that, you know, the most challenging part would be just getting those parallel streams going. And were you surprised that the challenge ended up being more on processing the data? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, yes. I mean, so now if you think about it, and so there's been many attempts to make parallel flow cytometers. And one of the things, I mean, the acoustic standing wave works very nicely to create the parallel streams of particles for analysis. And the line focused laser works very well to do the optical analysis. 
But then once you have you know, 10 or 20 streams running through the system, each being you know, collecting eight optical parameters off of each stream, the amount of information coming off of the system is quite immense. And so while it sort of was a, you know, the challenge, of, I guess, at the time when we started seeing the magnitude of the data coming off, I guess, I'm not sure we were surprised. I think we were like, well, this is the actual challenge. And it led to you know a lot of new data processing algorithms and things that really helped the speed of the analysis. And I guess we weren't surprised, but we were challenged by it. I'll put it that way. That's good. That's good to good to be challenged sometimes, especially since it seems like you were able to overcome those challenges. Yes, our, our current data system can process up to two hundred thousand events per second, and I mean with the modern scientific CMOS cameras and the modern computing power available to us is really not uh, it's not a hardware challenge it's just making sure that you program efficiently and that the algorithms are done well i mean in fact i would say that the limitation for us going forward in higher event rates and higher flow rates is not computing power it's simply getting the computing done computing power is more than sufficient in a standard you know video game style desktop to do this Oh, wow. That's that's kind of surprising to me, but that's awesome. So, you know, what do you see as, you know, broader big picture applications for developing the VeloCite? How is this going to change research as we know it using flow cytometry? And so one of the things that it will change is is that we can give you the entire sample back. And so people are used to taking a very small portion of a sample, doing an analysis, and then hoping they had the statistical significance to actually quantify the, the question that they were, they were looking at. Our system allows you to actually analyze the entire sample. So say you have a 200 microliter sample, our system will allow you to put that sample through the system and then just recollect it, okay? If you have a 50 milliliter sample, our system will allow you to put the entire sample through it. And because we can run at 10 mils a minute, you'll get the entire sample back, but you'll analyze the entire sample. And so this whole idea of sampling statistics becomes much easier with us. In addition, because of the way that the acoustic standing wave can focus and work at very high volumetric rates, a lot of processes that used to be very difficult where you would do labeling, centrifugation, slices, centrifugation, get the blood cells back into the right concentration and then run, really can be done by a simple label and dilution method using our, our system, which makes things a lot easier across any number of rare cell applications such as minimal residual disease detection. And this will be a game changer for a lot of people because a lot of this makes the sample processing rather than take, you know, an hour or two to get your sample process to run, it's literally going to be minutes and very little hands-on time for any robot or person. And so those changes will be dramatic in those areas. The other area is particularly with our ability to image across all of our optical channels and look at very large particles, you know, 500, 600 micron diameter particles with good optical resolution, we'll be able to image in high throughput 3D models that just simply haven't really been easily imaged in high throughput in the past. I mean, there are high throughput imaging methods, not high throughput, there are imaging methods for 3D tissue models, but they typically tend to be static systems, microscopic systems that do not process at like several thousand per second that the velocite can do. And so we have a number of advantages in key fields from rare cell detection to, you know, high throughput 3D model screening. 
the party wow. screen. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that does sound like a huge game changer. Very, very cool. So we're, we're starting to run towards the end of our time, but I do have one more question I want to ask you. You know, given all of the challenges that you have faced starting up Bennu Bio, what advice do you have for any young researchers who would love to turn entrepreneur out there who have this, you know, great idea and want to get their own startups going? What advice would you give to them? You have to have a good technology that's protected as an entrepreneur in a small company. So definitely have your IP in order. Make sure that you understand the value of your technology to your customer. Work very hard to get the voice of the customer figured into what your actual product is going to be. And then the last piece of advice is incorporate the idea that you are going to be a business making sales, doing things like marketing, all of this from the very beginning. Do not assume that only a technical team is necessary at the beginning. Building the sales pipeline and doing a lot of the marketing and things from the very earliest will benefit any company, including team members on your in your company that can do that would be beneficial to a startup. That's great. So yeah, so when you started out, you had a pretty big team. Did you have to expand your team when you discovered that you had to do all of this extra data processing? Or how did you feel like we're, your we're, learning? We're, I mean, yeah, so we're... Our technical side means that we have the benefit of several excellent programmers that we've been able to call on to solve, you know, some of the computer algorithm science, you know, computer science type issues. It was an interesting transition from the university where these projects were academically funded and done by academic people to a small company, which I, you know, it's a long story, but I took a year off on sabbatical to essentially translate the technology from the university setting into a company format. And that worked pretty well. And the technical team got built pretty quickly. From there, it was, you know, building that team because of the nature of New Mexico, where there's essentially three, you know, two national labs, major university hospitals. There's a lot of technical talent. And we were able to recruit a lot of that very quickly. And we've recently been bringing on a lot of good business talent too. And so um, both are important. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. That's about all the time we have today. So thank you again for joining us, Steve. We really look forward to seeing you at more of our events. And we especially look forward to seeing where Bennu Bio goes in the future. Thank you very much, Hannah.